Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. They call me Q the Boss. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Listen, guys, today is a special topic. We're talking about givers and takers. And the reason why we're talking about that, because I was talking to a very good friend of mine, and when we were having a conversation, I was telling her there are people in life that are givers and there are people that are takers. And the problem with dealing with people that are givers, right, if you, if you know you're a giver, you have to identify who you are, right? You can't be attached to a taker because takers never have limits. They always want more from you. So sometimes you got to identify, again, who you are. If you know that you're a giver, be mindful of takers because takers will always want more from you. And that's a reality. So when me and her was talking today, I was telling her, like, look, you a giver. You got to be a little bit more mindful. And she said, why is that? I said, because there are a ton of people who will take advantage of you because of the fact that you're a giver. And I'm going to tell you some ways that takers take advantage of givers. They're hitting with stuff like this. Man. You know, I really wish I could. They try to hit you with like, uh, what's the term? It's like um, reverse psychology. So they play on the fact that they know that you're a giver and they're always looking for more. And the problem with a taker is they never have limits to how much they're willing to want to take. They always want more. They always want more. They always want more. They always want more. It's never enough. And that's what you got to acknowledge. You got to see that what you, what are you, who you are. And by knowing who you are, you could counteract them. See, once I meet a person, I see that they're a taker. I don't attach myself because I know I'm a giver. Let's say everybody on my live right now, are you a giver or are you a taker? Right? We're not talking to childish ways. We're talking about grown ways. Who are you? Are you a giver or are you a taker? Do you like to give people things or do you like to receive things? What do you like? Somebody's on the live. Just Miss E says she's a giver. See, Miss E, with that being said, you got to be more conscious because there's, I think the world is all about taking now, right? So you got to be conscious. When you're with those kind of people who are looking for a mate or talking to somebody, you got to be, another person said they're a giver, right? And the reason why is because they always want more. I don't think no one's going to try to admit that they're a taker today. Because <laughs> no matter how you slice it, it's going to make you look bad. But again, if it's who you are, some people, some people, some people believe that, you know, they got to give. What's going on, Cola? All right. So listen, you got to set, like the person just said, you got to set boundaries. And, and it's hard sometimes when you're a giver, right? Where you always feel bad for people. You always want to do for people. You always want to look out for people. It's hard because like me, I know for a fact I like to look out for people. But I had to set my own boundaries. And the reason why I had to set my boundaries is because, again, people always take advantage, right? And when you know that, you got to just be mindful. Like, yo, are you around me because I benefit you? Or you're around because I'm beneficial. Do I benefit you or I'm official? Like, let's ask ourselves that, right? You know, and that's how you got to ask yourself. You got to be like, wait, are you trying to take advantage of me? Or are you, are you see me as a person that you respect? Like, and that's a lot of people. Let's answer this caller. Caller, what's going on, caller? Hey, what's good? It's Dominic. What's going on, Dom? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I'm more of a giver because I, like, 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 like me, like, I like seeing other people shine. Like, I'm like one of those people that like, 
Like I, I share more other people's stuff than I do my own. Like I'll share something of my own every now and then, but everything like I'm a big hip hop head and a lot of the artists that I follow are like underground artists, which I follow because it's kind of like a lot of the old school stuff I grew up on in the nineties. Yeah. And like, I share a lot of people's stuff because, just to show, you know, it's like more of a way of showing support to people, you know, just to be like, Oh, you know, like, like you, you know, I share a lot of your stuff, you know, because I'm like, Hey, check this dude out. You know, like, you know, just to basically, like I put, I made a post about this yesterday. Like my page is more about putting other people on and myself. I don't, I'm, I've always been very selfless. I'm not. It's cold drop. Sorry about that guys. It's cold drop. Listen, so today we talking about givers and takers. That's my guy, Dom. Right. And, um, you know, he calls in, he calls in, he supports the podcast religiously, man. I love this guy. He's an amazing man. I don't know what happened, but the call drop, right? But listen, we got to talk about this today. Givers and takers. There's nothing wrong with when you want to receive gifts, right? But you got to understand that having a limit, right? Some people don't have a limit. They always expect you to give more and more and more and more and more. And that's a scary person to attach yourself to. But look at this narrative. If you attach yourself to someone that always want from you, you're only going to be valued when you're doing what they want from you. So that's an unhealthy relationship in itself. Look at that narrative, right? If you're dating someone that only values you when you, they want from you, they're going to always want from you. And when you're not doing anything that they, they consider valuable, right? They're going to they're gonna always feel like you don't, there's no value there, right? And that's the narrative. A lot of people don't understand that, right? And, and we, we got to understand this narrative. Sometimes in life, a lot of people don't understand the idea of giving and taking, right? There's no balance, right? You got to have a healthy, balanced relationship. You know, the other day, I was having this conversation with a woman, and I'm going to ask this question. I want you guys to answer this. I said in a lot of times, in a lot of cases, right, a lot of women, right, they want modern men. I mean, excuse me, let me say that again. Here's the dilemma I see in today's society. A lot of women complain about how the men are today, right? They want traditional men, right? But a lot of women that want traditional men, they still want to behave like modern women. I don't believe it's, it's going to make sense of a, a, a traditional man is going to want a traditional woman more than likely, right? So if you're a traditional guy, more than likely you're going to want a traditional woman. I don't think a traditional man is going to be looking for a modern woman, right? And that's what I was explaining to her. She got very upset, and I said, listen, if this is a very traditional man, you're talking about a man that pays the bills, that do all of these things, quote-unquote. I think what we need to identify in today's society, the difference between a partner and someone being your father. Ladies, right? Also understanding men. We got to identify the difference between a woman being your mother and being your partner. I don't. I, I think that's not talked about enough. Let me elaborate on that a little bit more, right? Today's society, most men are measured based on how much they can do for women, right? Say this, say, say this narrative. Would you agree? Most men are measured based on how much they can do for a woman, right? Being honest with you, if I'm only valued based on what I can do for a woman, that is not a partnership. That is me being her father. A partner is one who brings to the table and add value to the person's situation. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we need to identify the difference between a father, a mother, and a partner. If you don't have the men out here looking for a mom, right, and you have a woman out here looking for dads, that's really the dilemma. See, there's no, there's no partnership in the society no more. The givers and the takers definitely changed, right? It's all about how much you can do for me. And that's what it's, and it's both parties. I see it in a man's side, and I see it from a woman's side. Men do it, and women do it. And it's crazy when you look at it. Men are looking for women to take care of them, while women are looking for men to take care of them. That's crazy. That's like you're looking for a father. That's like you're looking for a mother. We got to talk about this. Let me say this again. The issue that we have in 2023 is there are so many men looking for women to take care of them, and there are a lot of women looking for men to take care of them. But here's the dilemma. That means you're not looking for a partner. That means you clearly are looking for a father. Are you looking for a mother? A partner is one who adds value, right? That helps you. That's pushing you. That's motivating you. Not only with verbs, but also with their actions, right? Because if the bill's got to be, be done, we live in a society now where this is one of the most expensive times of our lives, right? That uh, if a man and a woman's not working together, they're going to struggle. And they're going to struggle extremely. And the reason why they're going to struggle because it's not designed from an a, a individual performance anymore, right? I look at it from a sports analogy. You need two stars on one team in these days to win now, right? And that's the same thing in a household. You need two stars in a household to win. One can do more, right? Which is cool. But I'm going to tell you something. Doing more don't always have to mean economics. Ladies, if you're in a position to pay for more bills, if that's your partner, then pay more bills. Men, if you're in a position and she's your partner, then pay more bills. Why are we complaining about the things that we, if we're a partnership, if my woman is in a position to pay more bills, I would expect her to just do her part and pay more bills. It's not that I'm expecting it, but you're in a position where economically you're making more money than me. And now those roles can counteract, right? That woman could be in a position later making more money than me, and I'm expected to hold, hold it down more and vice versa for the man. The man could be in a position, and now he's holding it down. Ladies, what if you're dating someone and you, and you, and you go through, a, uh, uh, you lose your job, right? Now you're very codependent on him. That's a partnership. Now that partner steps up, hold it down, and keep everything afloat till you get back on your feet. That's what a partner does, right? But we in society today, we're arguing about why men ain't this and why women aren't that. I think we look for all the wrong things when it comes to dating, right? You got to acknowledge, again, who you are. Are you a giver? Are you a taker? If you know you're a taker, why are you dating or chasing a taker? Because all y'all doing is taking from each other. You got to know who you are. I want someone that's going to pour in the cup after I pour into their cup. That's what I look for. I'm not looking for someone who only wants me to do. I refuse, and I'm going to say this on record, right? I refuse to only be measured based on what I can do for a woman. Economically. I think that's unhealthy as hell. If a woman only sees me as economics, then it's clearly that she don't see who I am as a man. I think I add more value than just economics. But if a person tells me that a man is only value based on economics, that means you clearly don't know what the value of a real man. And that's the reality. If a woman looks me in my face, right, and she says, Q, you're only value based on how much you can pay bills and how much you can take care of the household, then she don't know the value of a man. If a man tells me right now that a woman's supposed to cook, clean, and wash dishes, and that's all she's valued at, then he don't know what the value of a woman is. 
A lot of us have a lot of different skills, right? Based on the way that we were raised. So you can have a man who may have a skill of nurturing, right? Why? Because he had to nurture. Then you, the woman might not be a great nurturer. So sometimes you have women nowadays who are not good mothers because they're not great nurturers. And when you expect, they could provide, but they're not good at actually teaching and helping, right? And that's the thing because they don't have that nurturing gift. Why is that? Because the fact of the matter is being raised, they were raised more of a provision by providing. So that's the role that they've taken on and they've learned that. So sometimes we get mad at the fact that certain people aren't the way they, we would like them to be, but in reality, it's about the way you're raised. There are men who are not great providers. But in society, this is, what, this is the way they were taught, right? We got to identify it. Someone call in right now, 516-253-1150. Let's talk about it. 516-253-1150. See, society in itself is having a, a problem. And it's an identity crisis, right? I think once you identify what's healthy in your relationship, that's the most healthiest relationship that you could possibly have. We don't even identify what's healthy, right? Meaning boundaries, right? Knowing like, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that, I should do this, I shouldn't do that. I tell people all the time, if you're home more, it's not that you expected to wash the clothes, but I would expect you to clean and wash more if you're home more, right? That's logical, whether it's a man or whether it's a woman. I think it's, it's the roles can be based on who does it, who has more free time, right? I, it's just what it is. I run a lot. So naturally, I would expect my woman to wash clothes and cook more because of the fact that I run a lot. So I'm never really home. So when I come in, I leave early. I, come, I leave at 5 a.m. I'm coming in 10, 11 o'clock at night. So for me, I would expect that because, again, it's not that I... I, I let me say that again. I would appreciate that. I'm not going to say expect, right? And the reason being is because the roles, it works for my relationship. And that's what we need to do, identify what works for our relationships, right? Again, we talk to the people, they know who they are, but yet and still they counteract what they know they aren't. You know for a fact, as you know, the, the thing that bothers me about a lot of relationships in 2023 is when you talk to people, they'll see certain aspects, of their mate in the beginning, ignore it and then complain about it in the end. I'm like, a person don't wake up and just be cheap. Right? You saw that in the beginning. There's no way you can tell me three years into your relationship he's mad cheap or she's cheap. Like, come on. Like, there's certain things you got to identify early and just be honest with yourself. But I think the, that we're taught now to just let it roll off, uh, run past the red flags, and then cry about it later. That's what we're taught. And then when we cry about it later on, you start seeing that the relationship isn't healthy, isn't working because of the fact that you've made poor decisions. It's just what it is. Ladies, I know y'all, some of y'all gonna get mad. And I'm being honest with you. Some of y'all need to really, 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 really learn how to just listen. And I'm not saying this to diss my sisters. I'm not saying this to hurt my sisters. Some of y'all just really need to learn how to listen. We had a conversation earlier, and as we were talking, it seems like, why is everything so defensive? I'm noticing so many men that are starting to behave like that also. Everything is so defensive. I've noticed that in most cases, even on social media, if I say something about a woman, I'm getting, I'm getting attacked or they're trying to protect even when a woman's wrong. We got to break this mold, right? 
We got to make it. That's a very, uh, I'm not saying this to you, sister, but that's a very defense mechanism that a lot of women use. A lot of men use too. I'm single by choice. Right? Single by choice. Someone call in right now, 516-253-1150. The person that just said they single by choice, I want to have this conversation with you. 516-253-1150. See, we having these conversations today about the givers. And, and, and it's ridiculous how much the givers give when you date a takers. When you date a taker, I don't think a taker ever has limits. And I'm just being honest. Someone call in, have you, are you a giver and you've dated a taker and they've ultimately just keep warning and keep warning and keep warning? If someone had that experience, call in right now and I want you to explain your story. 516-253-1150. Let me say that again. 516-253-1150. Call in, if you ever had an experience of dating a taker or a giver, right? I had both experiences. I had an experience dating a taker where no matter what you did, they always wanted more. And their idea of love is just getting gifts and receiving items and you buying them things and always spending and Connecting. spending and spending. Right? Caller, what's going on, Caller? Hello? How you doing, Caller? Can you hear Soda, me? Soda, how do you come up? I can hear you. What's going on? So what do you what do you got about the topic? I just heard you talk about the um you're a giver but they all take. So let me ask and you a question. I'm, Have you ever dated a giver or, or a taker? I've always talked to takers. Say it again. Okay, so what is your experience with dealing with takers? Not not a whole lot. Not they whole? just wanted to Keep going. It was more of huh? Keep going, I'm listening. It was more of, can you do this? Can you do that for me? But whenever I was, I mean, I'm not one to even take something from somebody, but it was like never offered. Wow. So it was more of expect, just expecting out of me yes. to give them anything they wanted or whatever. Yes. Um, and what they would give. See, I feel like with takers, their value, they're, they only value you based on how much you do for them. And I think that's a dilemma. Mm -hmm. And I think we're procreating a lot of takers now more than people that's willing to give. I genuinely, I, I genuinely believe the more you give, the more you get, right? And I, mm -hmm. love to, I love to give to someone that don't expect anything from you, right? I love those people. Yeah, I mean, it has opened up my eyes to... I mean, I'm always giving, and it's hard for me to say no to people, which I'm working on that. But whenever I see people, like my friends or whatever, they get treated great by men, and just, like, the men reciprocate energy to them. Yes. And it's not like a taking or, you know, do what I want whenever I want type thing. It's a, like I said, reciprocation. But for me, it's not like that. So I'm like, I kind of expect that out of a man. But is it? Is it? But I don't. Could it be the choices that you're making, like the men you're choosing? It could be that. But I mean, even the ones I talk to, ones that are, I'm like, 
said, this is what I'm, I've been going. I don't flat out just tell them. I kind of let the conversation come up. Okay. But it's more of, um, this is what I've been through. I hope it's not like this because, um, you know, it's just what I've been through. Well, you have a, instead you, you have- of. You ever thought about dating outside your norm? Like maybe, because um, I believe I believe that a lot of us, well, damn near all of us have a type, right? We have oh, a t- I do. We all do. I think that's human nature. We have a type of person that we're attracted to. But you ever thought about right. dating someone more, trying to be more attracted to the mental opposed to the physical? I've thought of it. I think you should try it. I'm being honest. Because I'm going to tell you something. Um, looks fade. With time, that most handsome man will fade, especially when you've gone through things with them, right? You can have the most beautiful mate, but with time, it changes. But the one thing that won't change is their consistency, their respect for you, their loyalty. Uh, you know, that that's more valuable than the physical, right? Right. So I think you should try to date outside your norm a little bit. I've definitely thought about it. I'm not saying not be attracted to the person, but not what you would normally date. Because opposites attract for a reason. Hold on, say that again. Someone was calling me. Opposites attract Wait. for a reason. You said physical attraction for a reason? No, opposites. They attract for a reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should try something outside your norm, right? And, and, and look at it. And sometimes less is more. Like, don't tell them everything. You know, don't just see their actions more. Right? Oh, yeah, that's what I do. I respect that. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank, I thank appreciate you. you. Thank you so much. You know, as we say, you know, there's a lot of people on earth right now that are takers. And the problem with dealing with takers, they always want more from you. Like someone just wrote a minute ago, takers have no limits. And that's the reality. They have no limits. They always want more and more and more and more and more and more. And that's a problem. When you're dealing with takers, they always want something from you. Someone else call in right now, 516. Tell me a story, whether you dealt with a giver or you dealt with a taker. I've had an experience with both, right? And and it's crazy, right? 516-253-1150. One more time. 516-253-1150. One one five zero. I've dated both, and when dealing with a taker, I felt like I, I had no value unless I was doing for them, and I was like, "This is crazy." And you know, uh, we gotta always say like a lot of people come on and act like they're the, the relationship guru, but in order to be great at explaining or talking about relationships, you had to have gone through relationships. A person don't understand relationships if they've never been through a relationship. Anybody can tell you what you would or should or could have do when they're not in a situation, right? When your heart is invested, you'll be surprised at what you will do that you, that you don't even think you would do, right? We're talking about the word love. Anybody on this live right now, if you've been in love and you played the fool before, we're going to be honest. I've played the fool before in love. I'm not going to lie. Made poor choices. I even, I, I'll keep it honest with you. I remember one time I chose, I started choosing friend, uh, 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 my, uh, my, my girl over my family. Right? And that's crazy. But, but why? It's because a lot, a lot of the times we're insecure. Right? And that's what I, I didn't understand how insecure I am. I think everyone should work on a emotional maturity 
and their insecurities before they get into another relationship or entertain relationships, right? Because if you keep entertaining relationships and you don't grow up emotionally, psychologically, mentally, you're going to keep making the same poor decisions. I think that most people have a type. So you keep getting the same results of most relationships is because we have a type. If you know you're a giver, you shouldn't be leading with giving things. Because if you start dating a person in the beginning and you start keep giving, they're going to automatically say, wow, I hit the jackpot, right? It's just what it is, especially with no reciprocation. Like there's nothing given, re-given, right? At least re-gift me, right? I respect the person that re-gift, right? Because I refuse, and I say this a lot of the times, a lot of relationships expect you to get, let me say this one more time. A lot of relationships in today, they want to give you the grass on earth, but they want you to fly to the moon and get them a piece of the moon and bring them back when it comes to giving them. So my birthday has to feel special the same way you would want your birthday to feel special. You want me to go above and beyond for your birthday, but yet still you don't want to go above and beyond for my birthday. I find that to be crazy. But this is the today's society. Again, a lot of times, and I hate to say this, there are a lot of women that say a lot of men are not good men because they're not really financially just taking care of them. I'm going to tell you something. When you're codependent on a man, that's not really a healthy situation, right? What makes an adult an adult is you can financially pay for yourself. When you can pay for yourself, you automatically fall into the adult column because you can take care of yourself. But to expect me to take care of you, that makes you my child. And when he makes you my child, not saying, I'm not, listen, let me make sure you get this right. We're not talking about a husband and wife. The woman decided to take off of work because it's cheaper for her to stay at home and take care of their child. Not that situation. We're talking about a person that's coming into a relationship automatically assuming she should be taken care of by a man. You haven't even added value to this man what you're already expecting the most. Guys, if you want to see if this girl's a gold digger, I'm going to say this on live, right? Take her to Starbucks on your first date. Take her. Because if you're measuring in the beginning my finances based on the fact that I'm taking you to Starbucks so we can get coffee and really hear each other and talk, opposed to a five-star restaurant, you're already expecting this man to invest money in you, and you're basing how good of a man he is on how much money he spends on you. I, I disagree with that statement. Right? And this is the reality. If you're basing me on how much of a man I am based on how much money I spend on you, we're already starting off on the wrong foot. Right? Because you're not seeing like, you know what? Ladies, this is what I suggest personally. He can take care of himself. He has a job and he's stable. Right? He doesn't need me for anything besides companionship and and and. and and fun and learning each other and enjoying each other's company, right? The way he talks, he sounds very emotionally stable. He sounds mentally stable. He sounds financially stable. He has a job. 
right? He works hard. I think those are the things that we should prioritize more than how much money you're going to spend on me. I think that's crazy. But again, this is the reason why we're having this problem. And this is what I like to do. I would like to we'll go to Starbucks. I want to sit down and talk to you. So you're telling me, we're both auditioning for this role, right? We're both auditioning now. Let's, let's keep this in mind. Ladies, you're auditioning too. Because if you're looking to get into this relationship, you're auditioning. Men, if you're looking to get in this relationship, you're also auditioning, right? So we're having a nice little conversation talking to each other. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Us going to that restaurant, I mean, that, uh, that, that uh, coffee shop might show that we're not even interested in each other at all. And I hate to say this, ladies. A lot of times, and I'm being honest, the men that tend to spend money on very high expensive restaurants, they tend to expect things in return. And I'm just being honest. Whether you give it or not, that's entirely up to you. That's a whole other chapter. What we're talking about by making these men, oh, he's cheap. I don't think he's cheap. I think he's investing. And once a man makes investments, they tend to feel like something is supposed to be reciprocated. I think that's most humans. And I'm just being honest. Watch this narrative. Ladies, you take a man out to a restaurant and watch the ladies who are going to get mad about this. Watch this though. Ladies, you take a man to a restaurant, right? You spend $500 on him, right? He never calls you back the next day. If you sat on this live right now and tell me you wouldn't feel away, I'll call you a liar. Right? And the sad part is you spent the 500 and he knew for a fact he had no intentions on ever dealing with you again. He knew he wasn't physically attracted to you. He knew there was nothing coming out of this situation. I don't think it's about being poor. I don't think it's about being broke. I don't think it's about none of those things. Ladies, men, let's get out of our re let's get into a reality world right now. There are a lot of people in this world who are posing like they have more money than they actually have. And the sad part is, a lot of the people that spend all this money are not going to be able to retire themselves. They're not leaving no generational wealth. Their children are starting off further in the back of the race than they actually started. Let's have this conversation. But yet and still, we're going to talk about being broke and poor when we're not prioritizing the next generation after us. If you are a mother or you are a father, I don't think you should be making everything financially about you anymore. I think you should be thinking about your offspring and how their starting point is going to be. If you're starting at level zero, and you're blowing all your money now, again, that's what your children are starting at. Negative zero. For all my parents who cares about the future of their children, I want to get them a, a big shout out. Because I'm going to be honest with you. It seems like we live in a fairy tale world, right? I'm an earner. And I say this with conviction, I'm an earner. But yet and still, I'm not wasting my money on a foolish, frivolous encounter that don't even make any sense. I'm not doing it. And it's not about being broke. It's not about being cheap. It's about being an investor and thinking smart. If I'm meeting a woman, I'm looking to invest. If I'm looking to invest, I'm going to automatically think where my resources is going. And the problem with a lot of people that don't have money, they don't think that far ahead. This is why they don't have anything. And this is the society we live in. And when you talk like that, they get mad. I live great. I have a lot going on. But I also think as an investor, right? And me wasting $500 on a woman don't make sense. I'm going to just call it what it is. When I could be wasting that $500 on my future wife. That's just how I look at it.
It shouldn't take me $500 to see that this relationship ain't going nowhere. What do you guys think? Agreed? What do you think? Am I bugging? Someone call in right now. Let's talk about it. 516-253-1150. I'm not going to waste my money and be called cheap. I think we misconstrued this cheap thing and broke thing. I hate to say this. I, I would say only 1% of the country is wealthy. Right? Only 1%. So do the math. That means most people are broke. But they live like they're not broke. That's why the world is broke. Because you want to live beyond your means. That's why. Living in reality. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to break this mold, right? I listen to a lot of people, right? They, they, they don't, people don't even want to show you how they live. You got grown men living on twin-size mattress beds. You got grown women sharing rooms with their daughters, but they got Louis Vuitton bags. Are you want to keep going? You got people that live in the projects, but they have every name brand clothes and shoes that you could possibly have. We talking about the real world, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what world y'all live in. I made it out the hood. I didn't forget what was going on. I still understand and I still see it. It's people living way beyond their means. Trying to satisfy the world rather than satisfying themselves. Let's live in reality. Let's not get caught up in this fake fairy tale world that the world is pretending as if they're way more successful than what they are. Connecting. Caller. All right, let's, let's, let's have this conversation. But what it is is, you're going to sit there and get mad at a man who is financially conscious, who's not going to waste his money because he's thinking about the right investments. Wow. This is why I tell you. Why so many people are broke? Because they think wrong. I think that is a very financially mature, a sane man that has conscience is smart. Come on. Let's just have this conversation. And I, and I hate when people get mad and say the wrong narratives. Oh, he's broke because he don't want to take you to a, a, a very expensive restaurant. Sister, I'm going to tell you something. You going to get mad at me right now? Call me broke. But well, watch this, and I'm going to say this on record. Before I start investing, you got to be worthy for me to even invest. I'm not spending no crazy amounts of money on no restaurant for somebody I don't even see worthy of me investing. I don't even know how I even like your conversation. Not only did I not like the date, I had to blow a bag there on a date and enjoy it to spend with you. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, a, that's just the mentality. That's why I said you have the haves, you have the have-nots. And the people that don't have not, well, see how they behave with their money. They behave reckless and frivolous and throwing it away, not thinking about tomorrow. I'd rather buy two Apple stocks than go do that, right? I'd rather go throw $500 in Apple stock than do that, right? But it's just a, a, a smart move financially, right? Call in someone, 516-253-1150. Once again, 516 1150. You want to hear something funny? Someone just wrote, you're really mad. You know what I'm mad at? Let me tell you what I'm really mad at. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm mad that black people, we waste so much money on frivolous things, and, and our children financially suffer when we pass. I'm mad that most of us don't have life insurance policies. I'm mad that, that we, we don't own homes and we're, we're renters. 
right? I'm mad that uh, 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 we keep starting at the back of the race, but we have every Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Prada, Fendi. I'm tired of that. I'm not mad at your comments, my sister, my brother. I'm not mad at that. I'm mad at how far financially behind we are. That's what I'm mad at. I'm mad because you're taught that you got to uh, uh, expand, stretch yourself to the furthest limits, right, to, to, to prove that you're somewhere financially that you're not, and then ultimately still lose the race. That's what I'm mad at. I'm mad that society measures men based on how much money they spend. That's what I'm mad at. You want to meet a real man? Get out of worrying about his pockets. Now the conversation changes. I don't think a real man will lead with his pockets. And that's what y'all don't really understand. I'm a real man myself, and I don't lead with my pockets. I can sit on this live in, in this podcast and brag about all the things I got going on. But do I do that? You know what I push? Change. Let's change perspectives. My grandmother grew up back in the days, you could have a bus driver with a whole bus matron, and it worked, right? When my grandmother grew up, you had a, a, a freaking uh, doctor dating a lunch aide, and it worked. What changed from my grandmother's generation to this generation is everything is about money. No mentally, no, no mentally stable, no, no, no maturity, no how is he as a father, how is she as a mother. These things that take the backseat and the things that we talk about the most are the things that ultimately you'll see after the money starts becoming normalized. Once you have money, you'll see that money is really not your God. But you'll think that the money is the God because most people that brag about the money the most are the people who really don't have it. Because wealthy people don't behave like broke people. Would you agree with that statement? Wealthy people do not behave like broke people. I'm not going to measure myself how much money I could spend to prove my value to a woman. And if I'm wrong for that, then so be it. I know who I am. I know what I am. And you want to hear the most confident thing I can say? I'm comfortable with who I am. So you... <laughs> Listen, I would never get mad at a woman that I took out on a date and that says, yo, Q, you cheap and you broke. <laughs> and the sad part is, she's more broke than me because you was expecting me to do it for you. So that says that you're broke and I'm not. I just saved a lot of money by not doing that. Foolish investment. Listen to that narrative. The person that's going to call you broke is <laughs> the person that wanted you to spend your money on them. That's like you, this is a person. You're walking and this is a person with a hoopty. <laughs> That's like you, this is a person that owns a shack and you don't even have a house. Wow. That's not crazy. This is, two, this is 2023, guys, in a nutshell. We sick. And I talk about it all the time because the culture is in a bad space, right? And why I say the culture is in a bad space? Because I'm trying to teach my sisters how to get real men. Real men don't lead with their pockets, right? They don't lead with that. And if a man is leading with his pockets, it's because either A, he's very insecure, or B, 
He's very new to money. A lot of men that leave with their pockets, they're very controlling. Very, very controlling. And what they're going to make you do to sustain the lifestyle that he's going to create for you will never, ever make you feel like a partner. You will always feel beneath him. And that's the truth. When a man leads with finances, right, guys, stay with me. Chances are you're going to date a man that is very insecure, who's leading with his pockets because he wants control. And that's the reality. I don't want a woman that wants money. I want a woman that wants a partner. That's the difference. But people have a sick mentality, right? Sick. We got some sick people in this world. Somebody just wrote, I love being controlled. <laughs> She's sick. She's trolling now. I'm not even going to respond to that no more. But I'm going to tell you something, guys. We got to get back to the normalizing mentality. We got to break certain molds. There are a lot of people who are very sick. Sick. Say it with me, guys. Sick. They're sick. And I feel bad because I love marriage. I think, yo, I went to, a, last year, I went to the, the last two years, I went to the most weddings I went to in my life. We're in a market right now where a lot of people aren't getting married. In the last two years, I think I went to the most weddings in two years that I went to throughout my whole life, right? And I love it. And when you see it, the people that I see are getting married are people for the right reasons, right? Meaning they're not going hard for the wedding. They're going hard for the marriage. Today's society, it's all about the marriage. I mean, the wedding. It's not about the marriage anymore. It's not looking for a life partner that, God forbid, if I get hurt, this person got my back. It's not about if this person, is, is he falls off, I, I got his back. You know, there's a story, right? And, and this is one of my good friends, right? He, he was very wealthy. He was making like, I don't even want to tell his business. He was making a lot of money a year. He ended up getting sick. And the woman he chose was a woman, he, it was just based on looks, right? All he cared about, she was attractive, nice body parts, nothing more than that. But anyway, he ended up losing his economic situation. He ended up losing his job. The company that he worked at, it ended up closing. And when the company closed, he lost everything. He never saved. The woman he had was all about material, 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 material. Ultimately, he lost everything. And I told him this in the beginning. I said, I don't think you should date a woman that only sees you valuable based on your money. I think you should be looking for a woman that wants to partner with you. You have women, like you can have $100 million and you still have women that still want to earn their own. There's a story with Gucci Man. Gucci Man went to prison. And when he went to prison, he left his woman, like I think it was like a million dollars. And when he came home, she flipped it and made it even more. That's a woman of value, right? Look at this guy. So my, my boy, he lost everything. When he came home, I mean, when, when he um, tried to recover, it was hard because not only was he recovering for himself, he was also recovering for a woman that didn't have anything. So for me, I never see the value in the economics. I see the value in the teamwork, the companionship, the compatibility, the respect for each other, the parenting. I value those things. But some people value the little things. But in the long term, ask anybody who's been in a long-term relationship. My longest 10-year relationship is 18 years. Or 16, 17 years. 
right? What keeps a long-term relationship together is not the money, is not the love, is the friendship. Let me say that again. Anyone that understands a long-term relationship knows what keeps a long-term relationship together. It is not money. It is not love. It is the friendship. The friendship will make you keep coming back together even when you're having your most hardest, rockiest moments. When you have two people who are dating or married for the wrong reasons, it will stand out extremely when y'all start having problems. When y'all start having problems, it's going to show even more. It's like looking through a, 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 a magnifying glass, right? It magnifies the real problems because you and this person weren't real in the beginning. You went in with the intents on how much money she got, how much money he got, what can she do for me, what can he do for me, not what we can do together. So when the relationship hit the fan, it stood out even more. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. I tell people, look, someone said absolutely 13 years in. Call in right now, Cole. I want you to call in because somebody need to get schooled a little bit. That's on his live. 516-253-1150. Let me say that again. 516-253-1150. I want you to call in with this, this conversation. How do you retain and sustain a long-term relationship? You do not retain it by worrying about how much money this person makes. I'm going to tell you something, because when that, that person can make all the money in the world, but they don't see you as a partner, there's nothing you can do to make that change. If I built my empire and you walk into this empire that I already built, chances are I don't see you as a partner. Let's just call it what it is. I don't think it's normal for a person who's built their empire to see somebody that didn't help them build as a partner. Sometimes when you want something that's easily to assemble, that person that's easily to assemble is easily walk away from you. Let me say that again. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're looking for relationships and you're looking for a partner that's already assembled, chances are they're easy to replace you because they're already, they're already together. When you're looking for that already, they have their lives together already. They've built their empires and now you want to just, you don't add no value to it. What value would this person see you? We're just talking a, a logical narrative. That's from a man's perspective. That's from a woman's perspective. I don't see a person that's here dating someone that's here and seeing them as a partner. That's a very rare situation. It's just what it is. And when, they, when, when, when you get upset, they're going to constantly remind you, I did this before. You came into the, to this world like this, into my world like this. You didn't help me do this. They're going to keep reminding you in anger, right? But again, we're trying to bring healthy and build healthy relationships. We got to talk about the givers and the takers in the world. You got to know who you are. You got to know that there are people that wake up every day looking to take from what you've built, right? Not adding value. We got to look, like I said, a person, if I got to pay 100% of bills and I date someone and they can knock off 40% of my bills, I think they add value to me, right? And I add value to them because we help and build. Let's start getting back to the healthy relationships on how to build it and stop worrying about dating people that only sees economics as the value, right? Again, you, you imagine you being emotionally unstable and you're dating someone that's very emotionally unstable, right? And, and that's, what, that's, that's the issue. She's emotionally unstable. You're emotionally unstable. And y'all getting together emotionally unstable. That's not healthy. 
Imagine dating someone, you're financially unstable, she's financially unstable, y'all come together, neither one of y'all got nothing going on. That's not healthy. That's why I say any adult should have their life together before entertaining new relationships, right? Your life should be together. You shouldn't be looking for a partner. You know what? I'm going to find me somebody that's going to pay my bills and take care of me. That ain't no healthy relationship. Again, that's dating your child. Your child is codependent on you, right? I don't want my woman to be. And I won't, really, I won't raise my daughter to believe that she's supposed to be living off a man. And I will never do that. But like some people will. Because they will because they don't see the value in togetherness and teamwork. That's a mentality. But there's nothing you can do with a person who has preconceived notions that this is what it's supposed to be. You got to find a lot of problems looking for someone to take care of you. And I'm just going to call it what it is. Ladies, just because you make money, that don't make you anything but a woman or an adult. Man, just because you make money, that don't make you anything but an adult. That's what it is. You're an adult. Being able to take care of yourself is the first step to being an adult. As my mother used to say, you're not a grown-up until you can pay, take care of yourself. And vice versa for women. My mother said this as my, my whole life. You ain't no grown-up until you can start taking care of yourself. So if a woman or a man can take care of themselves, that only means you're an adult. That don't mean anything more than that you're just an adult, right? And again, if you make more money than your man or your woman, I'm not going to belittle my woman because I make more money than her. We're going to partner up and build this thing together. Because again, if everything is about money, and I hate to say this, a lot of people in the world will not meet the requirements of the people that only care about money. If you are a millionaire and the woman isn't a millionaire, she's begging you to be the millionaire, that says that she is looking for a father. Man, I think you need to raise your daughters a little bit better than that because a lot of these people out here looking for things they don't even bring to the table. And it's sad. And it's sad. And this is why we have so much unhealthy people. I'm going to mess up 40 years of my life, and on the 41st year, I want to find me a millionaire that's going to take care of my life, pay for everything for me. How unhealthy that sounds. That sounds crazy. But if a, look, if a woman say it, it'd be normal, right? But if a man say it, that sounds crazy, right? I think neither one should say that. I think she should look at it like, look, I have my expectations because I've met my expectations, right? A man should say, I have expectations because I've met my expectations. I built myself up to the point where I can look for someone to call a partner and vice versa for the woman. Let's just call it healthy. I think we need to stop creating all of this um, man against woman and woman against man. And, 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 and a lot of things, see, the one thing I can't get jiggy with, and I'm going to say this, there shouldn't be no double standards, either no way around it, right? If a man is expected to provide, a woman should be expected to provide also. Because let's not say there's not roles, right? when it benefits somebody else. Roles shouldn't exist. It should be two people coming together, bringing their resources, and making it make sense. We live in a world where a lot of women are getting very educated, right? So for the women who only have a good face, I feel bad for you when these men start growing up. And as these men grow up, they'll start seeing that the pretty face only lasts but so long. The big butt only lasts but so long. Because everyone knows the big butt eventually drops, the big breast eventually sags. 
the man that's fit eventually gets a gut. That comes with the territory of getting older. So if we're not seeing that, you're going to see that you're going to keep having problems. We got to look beyond the physical. Look for the mental. And until we learn that, we're going to keep having a lot of unhealthy relationships. We're going to keep procreating unhealthy relationships over and over and over. It's a vicious cycle, right? It's all about what I can do for you. It's not about what we can do for each other. And when you talk like that, there's always someone on here who's broke as hell, who will get mad as hell, the fact that I'm not taking care of no grown woman. I'm not doing it. Call it what you want. I will add value and build your life and help you build. But I'm not taking care of no grown woman because you got a fake butt or a cute face. Get out of here. You're a whole grown woman. You're a healthy, enabling body. You can help me build this empire. So you're telling me, look at this. I'm supposed to go get the wood. Man, I got to build out the blueprint. I got to go fetch the wood. Got to bring the nails, the hammers. I got to build the whole house up, right? Put the roof on the house and allow you to walk in. So what I just said to you earlier, they want traditional men behaving like modern women. That don't make sense. Traditionally, that made sense. But in today's society, that is not even feasible for the most part, right? I don't know where most people in this live, where I live at, the lowest house in my area is about a $750,000 house, right? $750,000, average house over there. I'm talking about that's the most modest house in the area I live. New York, at this point, where I live in Long Island, I would say about four fifty dollars to 500000 average house. So, in most cases, we're going to talk narratives now. How can a man do all of these things when only 4 to 6% only make that kind of money? Right? Look at this narrative. Chris, only 4 to 6% of men make that kind of money. Only 1% of the country is wealthy. Only 4 to 6% make over 100000 So how can all these men take care of all these women economically? It's, 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 it's impossible. So when you talk to the women, I'm like, I'm going to break it down to you in logic. It's not that these men are broke. It's that you may be expecting too much. And that's the reality. A lot of men are making what they're making. The average man in my state, I live in New York, makes about $50,000 a year, right? Average. $50,000. And if I go across the board of the country, it's probably like $48,000 across the board. So how would all this, and the women are no more higher? It's in the same equivalency, Chris. So how are these men broke? When y'all both should be coming together, putting your resources to build. That is more of a logical possible healthy relationship than a man meeting you, bringing you to his house and paying for everything and taking care of you. That is not even realistic in most cases. It's rare. Stop watching Love and Hip Hop. Stop watching Basketball Wives. Stop watching social media. Because social media is a lot of cap. And the sad part about a lot of people on social media, they will not show you their real living situation. They be lying. Right? And that's the case. You want a healthy relationship, man? Start looking for someone that understands that it's a teamwork, right? Stop looking for someone that wants you to put up all the points and celebrate the championships, but then run when things get rocky. That's what's going to happen when you choose someone that's not a teammate. Just so y'all know that, let me say that again. All right? I want y'all to hear this. Men, ladies, 
If you're dating someone who don't see you as a teammate, who don't have a teammate mentality, the moment things get bad, they're going to run for the freaking mountain. They're going to hold ass because the fact of the matter is they're not going to stay there and fight with you and build with you for something they never even built. They came in to benefit for something that was already established. So when things get rocky, they're going to run. But chances are, if you have a teammate that see things falling apart, right, they're going to work harder to try to sustain it because they're losing also. So that's a harsh reality. I would never entertain someone that doesn't understand a team philosophy and a mentality. Whether I have more or whether I have less, we got to work as a team. And if a person is not thinking like that, they're not for me. And I'm comfortable enough to say that. So if I'm cheap, because I'm not out here tricking on women, so be it. And the sad part is there's a saying that I want a lot of you guys to see. Hear this? They say it's not tricking if you got it. And the sad part about it is a lot of men are tricking and they really don't got it. And that's the truth. So again, if we're not having these conversations, we're going to create false narratives. Social media has really created a lot of false narratives in a lot of people's heads. But for me, I'm trying to break that mold. And the reason why I'm trying to break that mold is because I want to see the statistics go back up with marriage. I want to see the statistics go back up with our children being raised in two-parent houses. I want to see these statistics go back up. And the reason why I want to see it go back up, because it seems like my culture is hurting the most from all this men against women, and it's not helping each other raise our children, and the fighting, I'm seeing it myself, single-handedly. And our children are suffering. And I'm a father, so I think beyond myself. But again, society tells you that you're a grown-up, and you're not even taking care of your kids. A lot of people haven't put their children in better positions. Their children are in the same bad situation that you started at. Let me guess. It's a reality. Look what they said. It's Fantasy Island on its phone. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's all fantasy. It's all fake. But I want to help change this narrative back to normal, right? Where people are not fighting about roles and if it works for the relationship, it works. Ladies, if you make more money, and he's a good man to you, pay more bills. Men, if you make more money, and she's a good woman to you, pay more bills. It goes both ways. Because again, it's a teamwork. And this is what we need to start creating. I'm not going to tell somebody right now, do everything for somebody and then, no, oh, come on, man. Because again, when things get rocky, they're going to run. I date people that I could build with, I can elevate with, I can have the uncomfortable conversations with, we can grow together. The whole concept of life is growing together and not fighting against each other. I don't have the energy, and I'm going to be honest with you, someone going to take this personal? I'm a real man. I don't see a woman as my enemy. My only enemy is bills. I fight against bills. I don't fight against women. And that's not, that's not what I am, I'm here for. I'm here to build my children into a better position so when my time to go, my legacy, my legacy has started. My mother didn't understand legacy. but She did understand investing in her children to make us think better. She couldn't teach us economics. But it's bad that the next generation will suffer worse than you suffered because of the fact that inflation, right, the cost of living, 
right? The prices of homes, right? The prices of food, right? Is getting worse and worse and worse. And guess what? Employment and finances and payroll is staying down here. People are not, they're not paying you to the magnitude of the cost of living. And this is a fight that we got to have. Let's stop fighting each other and start fighting these bills and start pushing each other to be our better selves. Let's stop being insecure. Ladies, I'm going to tell y'all something before I get out of here. Ladies, if God is your father and God is my father, then that makes you my spiritual sister. Right? Men, if God is your father and God is my father, then that makes you my spiritual brothers. I don't never want to see myself fighting against no one because at the end of the day, we brothers and sisters. Let's help build with each other and help motivate each other. A lot of us, insecure, not me. And I worked on that for a very long time. I feel bad for the sister that was on here earlier, combating and fighting. But God loves you, and I pray that you find happiness. Right, but it is what it is. Until next time, guys, don't let that go over your head.